Is there a humanoid robot in your future? I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Mike Elgin, journalist, columnist, author, and gastronomad. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you. Glad to be here. So where in the world are you right now? I'm in Oaxaca, Mexico, where I'm sheltering in place. Uh, Oaxaca, if you're unfamiliar, is in southern Mexico, um, very close to Central America. And it's like the culinary capital of Mexico. Beautiful, as I understand it. But, you know, you're surrounded by all this beauty, but still you talk about tech all the time. In fact, robots have been on your mind lately. Uh, what's your opinion, if you will, on Amazon's home robot project? Well, Amazon, um, if you're unfamiliar, is working on a robot in their, in their uh, secret Silicon Valley-based lab, uh, the same laboratory that invented the Echo, and some of their other super successful products, as well as some of their unsuccessful products like the Fire Phone. Uh, and this robot has been in the works for a long, long time and they have hundreds of people working on it. So you think, wow, here's a company that's very successful, very smart. They have a visionary founder, Jeff Bezos, and they're working on a home robot. Finally, we're gonna get a home robot. Well, there's a lot of doubt, uh, according to various reports about the uh, confidence by Amazon itself and Amazon engineers that this will be a successful product and their fear that it'll be another fire phone disaster where they have this big splashy launch and then it fails in the market. So what we're talking about is a robot that rolls around the house. It may or may not have a telescoping arm for grabbing things. Uh, it will have all the functionality of an Amazon Echo. So you can talk to it and get the weather and set timers and all that kind of stuff. And the expectation is that it would cost more than $1,000. And, uh, you know, it would roll around the house and sort of remind you of things and help you find things, help you find your car keys under the couch and that sort of thing. And, uh, and so my, you asked my basic opinion about this robot, I think is a terrible idea. And I don't think, A, I don't think they're going to launch it anytime soon. And if they do, I don't think it's going to succeed in the market. So then from a conception, And I can tell you why, if you want to, <laughs> you want me to. Please do, uh, Mike. <laughs> and, and so this is a, this is a bigger, this is a bigger uh, issue than, than just the Amazon product, because we've been, you know, jetpacks, food in pill form, the, the, the home robot has been part of futurist prediction for a hundred years, right? Uh, especially in the fifties and sixties, we thought, wow, we're just, you know, just a decade away from this humanoid robot that lives in our house and does all the laundry. And, you know, Rosie, Rosie the robot from the Jetsons, basically, it rolls around the house and with the feather duster and like dusting this, this stuff. Well, there are huge problems with this. And the first of these problems that is very difficult in the home is navigation. So in order for any sort of robotic uh, intelligent appliance to roll around the house. It has to not only map the environment uh, and, and sort of navigate like a self-driving car would, right? It has to be ready to cope with anything that might be on a floor in a home. Uh, pet hair, shag carpeting, uh, puddles of, 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 of apple juice that was spilled by a toddler. Uh, any, all of those things has to be able to navigate all that stuff. Little bumps that may separate the bedrooms where the door closes, um, different levels in the house, um, pets, cables. 
I mean, the, the number of things that it would have to navigate, it's actually more complicated than a self-driving car because a self-driving car can assume a road, right? Where a car is supposed to drive, where there, you won't find all these random things. You should expect to find pavement. And if you find anything that isn't pavement, you simply stop and you have to figure out what it is. Is it, you know, a, 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 a small furry mammal? Is it something else? Cars would have to figure that out. In, inside a home, it would be even more complicated. And so it's very, 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 very difficult to build something that can, you know, can be sold to the masses that can navigate around inside a home. That's number one. Number two, in order to do that navigation, it would have to collect massive amounts of data. And nobody trusts Amazon with that kind of data, nor should they, because Amazon's very cagey about, um, about its privacy policies, even for things like the Amazon Echo and, 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 and um, Alexa. And so it's very, very difficult. Now, Amazon's working on another product, which sounds more complicated. So it's a home security product that flies. So it's basically an internal drone that navigates through your house, but it flies right off the bat. By simply flying through the air, you're eliminating 95% of the potential obstacles that an autonomous device can face, right? So, so it's very complicated. Um, it would require mapping and, and a, a level of privacy invasion, uh, just orders of magnitude higher than what Amazon is currently doing. I don't think the public trusts them. And then there's the whole question of utility. There's no reason to have something that rolls around the house. If you want an echo everywhere, you, it, for, very, you know, for a fraction of the price of a home robot, you could literally put a, an echo device of some kind in every uh, room of your house and in your car and clipped to your, you know, body, or, you know, you could, it's easy to have uh, it's that voice available to you everywhere you go. And so there's just no reason for it. It's a privacy invasion and navigation in a home is a massively complex and difficult task. But Mike, you also say that the future of robots is better than science fiction ever imagined. So kind of explain exactly. yourself. Exactly. So the, um, the, the vision of the future robot, if you were to go back to the 50s and 60s, was is a human being or you know, even the 20s and 30s. I mean, they, they envisioned the mechanical man. You know, this has been in our part of our culture for a long time. And the idea is that once we have artificial intelligence and the ability to do you know, human-like locomotion, we will want people like robots uh, to walk around and do our chores and all that kind of stuff. And th th that is th that's probably the... The, the, the most futuristic thing you can imagine. So that, that sort of thing, having a human-like robot that kind of looks mostly like a human, that is, is as tall as a person, that has arms and legs and walks around and lives in your house. If you're listening to this, this is not going to happen in your lifetime. Okay? The, the, the amount of compute power and battery power and energy and the difficulties of that problem is way more difficult than people assume that it is. And you have things like um, Boston Dynamics has these robots that dance, they can jump, they can run, they're amazing. These are amazing robots. These, these robots, if you were to try to put a computer brain on, on their heads and have them try to be like human-like creatures, they would cost millions of dollars each. They're very, very complicated. Um, on the other hand, what we are going to, what we are facing, the reason the future of robots is far better than we imagined, is everything's becoming a robot. 
Drones are robots. Uh, refrigerators are becoming robots. Uh, everything like robotics is, is as, a, as a discipline, um, the, the ability for computer controlled mechanics is going to be built into everything. And that's going to make life really great for everybody. You don't need a human shaped robot to do your laundry. You just need uh, a robotic laundry uh, wash and dryer, right? A robotic dishwasher, robotic everything. Uh, and and the, biggest, um, the biggest robot that we will encounter in our lifetimes will be cars. And, and Steve, uh, uh, Steve uh, Tim Cook said recently, uh, you know, in, in I think uh, it might have even been late March or early April, he said flat out, a self-driving car is a robot. And that's exactly what it is. It has wheels instead of legs. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a mechanical object that under, under computer intelligence moves around the world and will be carrying people. And so uh, with, with cars that are robots, drones that are robots, including drones that carry people, self-driving thing. This will happen before self-driving cars, by the way. We're going to have shuttles that are computer controlled that do not have a pilot or a driver carrying people from the airport to like the car park, right? A, a mile away or something like that. This is going to happen within the next three years, five years, maybe three years in China, five years in the US. This is already well underway. And the, the problems around the navigation and all that kind of stuff are far less than the problems around driving a car. Because once you're in the air, you just have to prevent these things from crashing into each other. But if you're on the ground, you have to worry about everything that could be, you know, walking around people, pedestrians, bicyclists, all that kind of stuff. So it's far more complicated. So the reason the, the, the future is going to be better for robotics is that everything will be a robot uh, and it won't be a humanoid robot. A humanoid ro home robot is, is a terrible idea. It's far too difficult and expensive and there's no reason for it, right? There's no purpose for it uh, once everything else is a robot. So I think, I think the future of robotics is actually going to be pretty great. So you're ultimately optimistic about robots. So no misunderstanding there, just not in the human form. Right. That's right. And, and we're going to see, and we're already seeing to a certain extent, uh, super advanced robots being used by the military. So for example, Atlas, which is a, a Boston Dynamics human-like robot, their dog robot is already on the market. And, and controversially has been recently being spotted, um, being tested by the NYPD. Um, not a whole lot of reason for that other than to send a camera into a dangerous place. I mean, that, that's a useful um, application. Uh, similarly with humanoid robots, the reason they should be humanoid is because they can sit in a seat designed for a person, they can fit in the spaces designed for a person. And so if you're the Pentagon and money has no object, and you don't mind spending $10 million on a, on a robot, then great, that's going to be an interesting um, use case. But I don't, but humanoid robots are not going to be part of our world uh, in a sort of consumer uh, setting anytime soon. Well, how can the average human and, and every robot keep track of you and all your travels right now? Okay, so I'm on Twitter, uh, Mike Elgin. Uh, my last name is spelled E-L-G-A-N. And so that's a place where you can also subscribe to my newsletter. There's a link to sub my Substack newsletter on Twitter. But I'd, I'd love it if uh, everyone could follow me on Twitter. Mike Elgin, journalist, columnist, author, and gastronomad. Probably my favorite thing that you do besides all your tech reporting. In fact, um, if, if somebody wants to follow, are you still doing the um, 
the, the tours? Or is that going to pick up once? Yes. If you go to gastronomad.net, you'll find out what Tanya is talking about. So, uh, so uh, this is primarily my wife's business, but we actually invite people to join us in really interesting foodie locations around the world in Europe, Morocco, Mexico. And we spend a week just doing the most amazing food stuff you could imagine. Well, thanks again for your time, Mike. Thank you very much. And find more of my interviews and subscribe right here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.